the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. Let's bring in the one, the only, Dr. Jeff Rosen. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm okay. Um, thanks for asking. A little uh, disconcerting how fast the market goes from, eh, we're hitting record highs to, eh, how low will we go? Uh, and some of that's in your world of economics. Uh, retail sales this morning gave some cautionary signs. True or false? Uh, true. I, the retail sales report this morning was really disappointing, uh, especially when you consider you know, what's been going on in the actual labor market and then transfer it into demand. And we had a good report, in, uh, a good employment report, and we saw a pretty good increase in aggregate income, which should translate into consumption growth. And what we saw this month was a sharp downturn in, construm- in consumption. And uh, it tells me that the consumer is still fearful about what's going on, and they decided to uh, increase their savings rather than spend the, the newfound income. Now, we wish we could find a one-handed economist, because isn't increased savings considered in your world and my world a good thing? Not when everybody's doing it at the same time. You know, the, the problem with... You know, with the idea of savings is that it's good for one person to save, but it's not good for everybody to save because when everybody saves, no one's buying anything. And right now we don't have a buyer of last resort to step in and uh, pick up the slack. So what you end up is with a basically a negative feedback cycle that moves where you buy less, the companies then go, oh, shoot, people are buying less, so let's not produce as much, and they produce less, laying off workers, which makes people more fearful, and then they increase their savings again, which causes more problems for firms because they can't sell things, and, and lo and behold, you end up in a, in a pretty good deep recession. So, you know, it's okay for one person, but not for everybody. Okay. Uh, do you think these retail sales are going to be a blip? Because in theory, we have that uh, you know the jobs numbers that are pretty strong, not not strong, but yeah, it, doing well. No, I would say it's strong. I mean that, that the the gain that we saw in uh, September was what we would expect to see given 
the strength of the initial claims level. You know, we have these, you know, firms are, are actively not laying off workers. I mean, we're seeing a big reduction in uh, in layoff numbers, and, and the job market looks really strong. I mean, from a statistical standpoint, it, you know, it seems like we're closing in on full employment, which seems really shocking considering, uh, you know, everybody just knows, you know, that they have friends that have, you know, lost their job during the recession and are either underemployed now or, or you know, have not seen a job uh, since they lost their job and, and, and they stayed remained unemployed. But, um, you know, we should have expected to see much stronger consumption growth and, and we didn't, and, and that, that is concerning. Oil falling dramatically down 20%. That should tame inflation for the foreseeable future because I heard the Saudis say, expect this for a year or two. Does that give the Fed, or am I putting these pieces together correctly, or am I? where's the flaw in my logic that the Fed's going to be on hold for a while? I okay. think the doves are going to win out. I, I don't see inflation uh, creeping up anytime soon. I mean, really where you're getting points for increasing um, – uh, the Fed funds rate is not on the inflation front; it's on the employment front. You know, you're getting a number that is, you know, especially the unemployment number, is closing in on the uh, CBO's estimate of full employment, and you know that level is suggesting that we're heating up where you would need to start to uh, increase rates. But you know. Is that number right? Is the unemployment level that we see, you know, on the official unemployment reports, you know, accurately representing what the employment situation is? And there's going to be a lot of arguments that say, no, that there's still a lot more slack in the labor market. We're not seeing wage growth accelerate like you would normally see if you're uh, closing in on full employment. So if that's the case, there's no reason to increase rates if, if you really believe that there's slack in the labor market. And the inflation front is not going to be a, uh, a problem in the near future. And it doesn't, you know, as long as commodity prices keep going down, it's going to be really hard pressed to find an inflation hawk that says, hey, we got to raise rates because, you know, there's in, inflation coming in. Expectations don't show it. Real uh, pricing movements don't show it. It's all in models that, that aren't verifying anything, to be honest. So, I mean, if, if you're an inflation hawk right now, you're not in a good way. U.S. budget deficit narrows to a six-year low. Is that relevant to you in any way, shape, or form? It's relevant in the fact that uh, we're seeing a problem with savings where you're having increased savings because of uncertain about consumer demand and uncertain about investment going forward. So you would think that with a, a smaller budget deficit, the government would be more lax on spending some and increasing their their uh, outlays and either doing infrastructure projects or something that has high uh, return on investment and try to get some of this excess savings out of the system and, and really step ahead. And I think that the the smaller budget deficit does give you the ability to say, hey, you know, we're, we're not at a trillion-dollar deficit anymore. The economy clearly isn't as strong as we hoped. Our growth trends are only 2%, 2.5%. We're, we're definitely having, you know, some sort of uh, stagnation in terms of uh, where we are supposed to go. And the only way out of that is to 
increased demand, and the only place that demand can grow easily is uh, on the government side. Anything else out there today that uh, is on your radar is like something we should be watching out for? Uh, watch the tenure. It's okay. been moving uh, pretty drastically over the last couple of days, especially today. And the economic variables don't show why the tenure should be moving as much as it did. I mean, granted, we had a bad uh, consumption report, but I mean, overall, you know, in the scheme of things, consumption growth is trending at roughly what it's been trending for the last few years. So it's not like we're seeing a downturn in the economy that would drive the tenure below 2%. You know, there is some other factors, and I don't know what they are. And that's making it very uh, unusual. You know, normally you would expect to see overall weakening in the economy, but that's not really what's happening. It's more of uh, recent geopolitical concerns driving this. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's forecasting, uh, you know, a slowdown in the near future or if it's not real. And in my opinion, you know, I believe that the 10 year will rebound shortly, but it, but it's strange. Good day to lock a loan in if you, if you could do it. Um, now the 10 year treasury to me, oh, it's definitely time to do that. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm glad you got that. Um, the 10 year treasury to me is, all about the stock market. For me, I say, okay, when the 10-year treasury is below 3.5%, you got to go to stocks. Maybe go big cap value when it pays a dividend. Maybe you just, it's just the risk-reward thing. You have to. Um, but what's the 10-year treasury mean to you? And why, again, just a little bit on, the, I guess, your angle on it. Well, just I mean, it, it represents potential investment. You know, it, when returns on investment are you know, high, you, you invest more. So the lower interest rates go, the more you invest. So you would expect to see stronger uh, investment, especially in equipment and capital. Uh, but we've had these rates before, and we haven't seen the investment come through. So there is still a disconnect between companies saying, you know, we're going to use these rates, and, and we're going to start taking out loans, and we're going to start buying more capital and actually doing so. And, and that's, you know, one of the reasons why the Fed's quantitative easing and monetary policy in general hasn't been as big of a boost to economic growth because the transfer between interest rates and investment, uh, the correlation between the two, I should say, has broken down a bit. Okay. Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, ChiefEconomistBriefing.com, giving us some perspective. I'm going to go back and re-listen to that part where he talked about the tenure and how it's acting and why it's acting. And again, he said he thinks it's going to snap back a little bit. Um, it's a little bit too low for, based on the economic conditions we're seeing in the United States. Um, I loved his commentary where he talked a little bit about um, spending versus saving. You can't have everyone save at the same time. Again, it's, it's a weird thing when you stop and analyze Wall Street at times. Um, you know, again, people saving sounds good, but nope, you don't want it to be too good, which again, is just, it's awkward for people. Uh, mortgage rates fall to their lowest level since June, 2013, just an upshot there of the 10 year treasury. Um, 30 year mortgage rate fell to 4.2% last week. Rates stood as high as 4.72% at the start of the year. 
good time to consider locking in a loan. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I always have an event coming up. You can find out more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.